Welcome back to the Care Team Podcast. This is episode 75. Today's date is the uh, 17th of February, and uh, our go-to verse is Romans 12 two. Change your mind, change your life. And uh, today we are going to be talking about loving others and, and how do we do that well and in the context of care. So, but before we dive in today, uh, the, the Olympics is a big thing uh, happening right now. And uh, a lot of people are watching the Olympics, you know, and, and you know, pulling for their, their home countries. But uh, there's a lot of different events there. And, and when I see some of these events, I'm thinking, man, there are events I would not want to have anything to do with. And so we were talking as a team, you know, what, what event sticks out to you that you would, you would say absolutely no, no way ever do. Lori? This, this question makes me laugh because I literally, before we started, tripped over a cord as we were setting up. I'm the most <laughs> uncoordinated person on the planet. I could participate in zero Olympic events. None. None of them. But if you, but if you were told <laughs> you're you going every to. Every single one yeah. except for one. Which one happens in a really warm place and doesn't <laughs> require too much coordination? That's the one. Mm. No, 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 no. That, that would be the good that, one. That, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Okay. Skiing. I skied Skiing. one time. Okay, okay. I busted my face open and sat oh, in the lodge yikes. the rest of the day. So. Okay. Yeah. That was just during like the practice yeah. bunny hill thing, and then I that was done. So skiing. <laughs> you know, th- there's some scary events out there. Like the, you know, you think about the bobsled. I mean, you're like a bullet traveling down. You know. Uh, but the the one that would probably have to be a a hard pass on would be the whatever that is that it's like the long ski distance ski jump. Yeah, I mean you are just flying and just one misstep you are toast. Yeah. And it would be many missteps for me. So. <clears throat> Maybe this is ego and pride talking, but to keep my dignity, I'd have to bow out of curling. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know I, what that is. I, I'm not going to wear funny slippers and use a broom on the ice and slide a stone. I just, I can't do it. I would rather hurdle to my death on the long on the long jump. Wait, there's an event with slippers and a broom. I could probably do that one. <laughs> Have you seen that one? No, oh, not. yeah. You got, yeah. And, and, well, yeah. Well, you just got to check it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you do your own analysis. Okay. But uh, as we dive in today... Uh, we're going to be talking about how do we, how can we love people well in the context of care. You know, we uh, uh, here at Northside, you know, we want to connect unconnected people to Jesus Christ, Amen. and uh, and to do so, you know, we just have to make sure we uh, we have to get certain foundation pieces in place. That's and right. So we know that God loved us first. We know that we need to love God second. But then, you know, Jesus talks about we need to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so, so Tom, I just want to kick it over to you, yeah, uh, to lead us off and how we, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, when. W- Oftentimes when we're coming up with topics, we we want to bring topics to our listeners that are helpful, um, but always tie back into what we do here in care ministry at Northside. And so we've been talking a lot lately about kind of the foundations of what we do. And, you know, I'm always reminded that um, our Lord makes sure to let us know that we can do many great things in our life and, and uh, it, none of it matters if it doesn't have a foundation of love. And if we're remembered or known for anything in our community, we want... Northside Care Ministry to be known for how we love people. And so we are, are trying to get this to catch on, and I'll, I'll read it. Um, we are made by love, in love, through love, for love. Um, and to be a disciple of Jesus is to learn to execute love well um, and, and what that looks like. <clears throat> and when we talk about love and kind of going over you know some theology here for a moment, we're really... Um, I think we all need to broaden our definition of what it is to love. And the Bible talks about four main types of love. 
Eros, which is our romantic love. And, you know, this last Monday was uh, Valentine's Day, so we think a lot about at that time of romantic love. But there's Storge, which is kind of um, best way to say it is family love. Then we have Philia or Philea, which is brotherly love. And then we have Agape, which is God's divine love. And typically, it's not like we're doing one or the other. A lot of times, those things are working together in our life, and these are ways that we love people. But we have to be clear that um, sometimes confrontation can be love. Sometimes just listening can be love. Sometimes, um, you know, going the extra mile with somebody, as we're told in Scripture, sometimes that's love. And so always asking the Holy Spirit, always praying and asking Jesus, you know, how do I best love in this situation with the person that's in front of me? Because you might have a really similar situation and two different people, and how you're going to love that person isn't going to look the same. And so how important it is to just really rely on the Lord to prompt us and to move us in how to love. Yeah. Well, and one thing I think about, too, you know, as you, as you were talking to him, was uh, Genesis 1, 26. And uh, in the ESV it says, And then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Um, and it's so important to, to see that, uh, that, um, that when we love people, that we, we are also loving people made in God's image. Mm, yeah, you know? that's a good and reminder. So, and so it's just, it's so important to, to remember that, that God created this person and, and that, that God created each one of us and that, and that we are each created in God's image. And so, and, and, and we can even talk about, you know, some of the, the words that are used there, like let us, so we see the, the Trinity after our likeness. So again, the Trinity, again, all in the same sentence. Uh, so we can definitely talk about community and, and and, and things like that as well, but it's just it's so important to go back to the to the uh, reminder that uh, people, human beings, are made in God's image. Yeah, and First John reminds me that our our Lord, our the Trinity, as Tommy mentioned, is love. God is love, um, and that's a concept that I think we can grow in our understanding and maybe not ever totally get. But the point is that that. God, his creative powers and creative intelligence, all of that comes out of his being of love and that everything God does in all 66 books of the Bible are, are examples of love mm-hmm. in action because God can't be or do anything that's aside from his nature. Mm-hmm. And, and so I really challenge all of our listeners, and I'm challenging myself at the same time. i got three fingers pointing back at me to really read the Scripture under that lens mm-hmm. that you know there, there are some things that are maybe hard to to rectify with love, but that doesn't mean they aren't love. And I think our challenge then is to push into that and pray about that. Lori, I wonder as you're sitting here listening to this discussion, if not only if you have any comments, but has that ever been a struggle with you? I've heard people talk about, you know, how do I, how do I reconcile sort of the old Testament and things that happened with the, with the loving Jesus I see in the new Testament. Have you ever wrestled with that? And how do you put those things together in your mind? Um, I have wrestled with what love looks like kind of recently, I think. I think, you know, one of the things I've been kind of going through and thinking about and praying about is boundaries in my life and boundaries with people. And when I think about, you know, love and you know, think about Jesus and I think about um, just kindness and just being, um, not being harsh or not being, just kind of being easy. And sometimes that's not what love is. Sometimes love is setting a good boundary to, to mm-hmm. teach a lesson. And that's been that's a good. really hard thing for me to learn. That's really good. Um, and 
I don't I don't know. I guess just, you know, thinking about just the way we love people in our lives and you know, there might be somebody in my life that I think doesn't love me or doesn't love me the way I think they should, but they are showing love. They're showing love in a way that's important to them and and um um for for example, you know, we just had Valentine's Day. And I've always kind of been like a you know, I loved romantic, you know, princess kind of stories and for a long time, I thought if if love wasn't like that, then it wasn't it wasn't real love. Mm. When you think about um, you know somebody who does something other than give you flowers or bring you chocolate, they do something you know something that's meaningful for them. That that really is a stronger example of love than they went out and bought you some flowers. Mm. No, I think it's great. I think of the same thing when uh, when I was a kid, I used to struggle. My my dad was always really busy, and a lot of times we didn't do the old toss the ball in the backyard type mm-hmm. of stuff. But as I got older and I looked back, my dad always worked at least two jobs. I mean, sometimes he was working three jobs. And I really realized that that was a way that he knew to care for his family and to show his love. And so, uh, and, and you really made the point, Lori, that I was hoping to, to get across here today, and that is that often love isn't the problem, it's our definition of love. Yes, and agreed. and learning to broaden that definition and to look for it. You know, the Lord tells us to to look for the good and to keep our mind on the things that are good and right and just. And so, are we looking for not only ways that we can love people that is meaningful, but are we looking for the ways that love is shown to us in our life and that people have different ways of showing that? You know, I remember uh, it was a great point. Uh, I remember I want to say it was uh, either twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. Uh, no, it was definitely 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. And I can't remember now, maybe 2015. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I just got back from my second deployment, and uh, they had this uh, couple's retreat in Tennessee. And so Jill and I, we signed up for it. Uh, and it was it was so great because we've been married now for uh, about 14 years. And, uh, you know, at, at 14 years of marriage, you're like, okay, I think I got this figured out. <laughs> Uh, no, at, at 21 <laughs> years, I don't have it figured out. Uh, but anyways, uh, we were sitting there and they're talking about the five love languages. And I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. But it, it hit me like just a ton of bricks that I, after 14 years of marriage, I, there were things I was still learning about Jill mm. and, uh, some of the things I kind of had an, an idea, but I, I wasn't really sure. And so like one of the things was the love languages. And so, and if you're not familiar with the love languages or the five love languages, and this is not a love language uh, um, podcast, maybe we'll do one at some yeah, point. Yeah. But uh, but one of the things that I had been doing for years, for you know, for the first 14 years of marriage, was I was thinking I was like, well, I'm good. I, I told my wife I love her. I told her she looks nice, and <laughs> I told her I'm proud of you. You know, I'm doing all this like words of affirmation, and she would routinely roll her eyes. Well, she took the assessment and. Um, if I could get negative points <laughs> <laughs> for doing that, I would. And, you know, I mean, not that I would want negative points, but she would give me negative points. So I'm thinking, like, man, that, that, you know, I just I just scored a three-pointer, you know. Like, <laughs> hey, I just I just scored a touchdown with that comment, and she's rolling her eyes. I'm, like, I'm like losing points here. But it just – it fell flat because it didn't, it didn't mean what – That's it, right. It, to her, she didn't receive it as love because she received love differently. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a great point about love happens, I think in relationship and relationships are about communication. 
and and sometimes we think people should read our minds as to what we need and what feels loving to us. Mm-hmm. And I just want to encourage people. Sometimes you just need to tell people. Yes, it's not that they're not willing to do it, but mm-hmm. if they don't know what you need or how you need it, they can't mm-hmm. do that. And, and I used to think, oh well, if I have to tell you, it doesn't count. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> because the yeah, I, I I think it's a great point though, Lori. I think all of us have had that thought probably at one time or another. Well, if I've got to tell you, or if you don't know me mm-hmm. well enough by now, but if if I tell that person and they do it, well, what greater show of love is there right. than that, right? Yeah. That they go, no, you matter enough to me that now that you've told me what you need, I'm going to step up and I'm going to do that. I think that's really big, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a, a humility thing. Before we get too far. I, I kind of reference First John, and I wanted to read First John four sixteen through twenty one. So bear with me here. But um, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence in the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And there's a lot in there, and we could go on and on for a long time. What I really took from that, we, um, I'm, some of these notes were from a teaching I did on Monday. And one of the things I was really trying to convey is how important practicing love with one another is because God is love and because loving is our commandment. Um, You know, we said that to be a good disciple of Jesus is to learn to execute love well. And where we practice that is in our relationships. And so I want to encourage if anybody's listening and they're struggling with unforgiveness, um, if you're struggling with anger and, and bitterness towards someone, that let this podcast be an invitation to uh, give that to the Lord. And I had a good friend who used to say, there's no more divine moment than when God has changed an ancient hate into a present love. And, and really, God desires to do that. He wants to free you from the prison of anger and hate and really in, and just want to encourage you to, to reach out to God and ask him, to come in and do in and through you what you can't do for yourself and help change that into a, a love where there's where there's that struggle right now. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I, I love your emphasis on we need to connect with God. Uh, you know, I think about, um, and I, I know people have heard me say it before, and I, it's just something that uh, I, I just, I'm routinely reminded of, and that is that we see in the Old Testament, we see in the New Testament, this reference to uh, the holiness of God mm-hmm. and it's you know holy 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 which means that like when when something is said like that it's taken to the highest level like there's nothing higher than that it's not that God is holy but he is the holiest and so we see that multiple times throughout the Bible Old Testament New Testament and so when we think about a holy God and and what holy means meaning he's set apart mm-hmm. like we can't even begin to wrap our mind around what perfect love is looks like you know just like what Lori, what you were talking about it's like sometimes loving people is establishing those healthy boundaries and sometimes you know and 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 there there are sometimes where we just we get it wrong because our because we are 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 in a genesis 3 world where 
every part of us is just broken and, and we're trying to, to love the best we can, but because we're, we're uh, imperfect beings, because we're humans, because we are going to fail. Um, but uh, when, when you do fail though, it's, it's our hope that there's some grace extended, you know, just like I, I failed miserably. I still fail when I give my wife compliments, but uh, I, <laughs> I hope, and I think, I think <laughs> that there's some grace extended. Like she knows I'm trying to tell her I, I love her, you know, and it's just so, but it's just, just important to know that, uh, that, that, that we have to, we have to connect with God first because God is love and God's a perfect source of love. And we can't even begin to love anyone else um, until we really make yeah. him a priority. Yeah. I want to dive in at some point deeper into this theology. I love that you brought up holiness and, you know, we just read that that perfect love casts out fear and that God is perfect love. So there's obviously a connection there between perfect love and holiness. Mm-hmm. And and it's a, a reminder to me that if I'm if I'm struggling in the area of accepting or giving love to turn to God first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his his word tells us that we're only able to even experience love because he first loved us. Yep. Amen. And and to be reminded that he indeed loved us so much that he made a way through the sacrifice of his son back to himself. And that's, you know, Jesus suffered and died and gave up his life uh, to so that we could have a way back to the Father to be reconciled to a holy God. And that that, that is the greatest act of love that's ever happened. And, and, uh, so that sets the bar pretty high mm-hmm. and, and Jesus even says, there's no greater love than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And, um, Jesus literally laid down his life for all of us. And so that just reminds us, uh, of that we serve such a loving, uh, sacrificing God. And all he asks in return is that we try to live that out as best we can as well mm-hmm. to live out sacrificial love. And I can tell you, um, owning my own faults that I can be a very self-centered person. And the last thing I'm thinking about is sacrificing to others in love. And so mm-hmm. every day is a reprieve from my sinful nature. And and I only have that by spending time with God and in the word and, and trying to live out uh, what it is to love and to care for other people. And, you know, whether you're praying with someone or you're counseling them or you're sharing your testimony, I think if, if the person walks away and they felt loved, you were successful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's what they're ultimately going to remember. And then when they come back to you and that and you entered into that relationship and they want to know where that love comes from, well, there's your window to introduce them to Christ and to help them, you know, move deeper in, into that relationship. Lori, I feel like uh, maybe we're leaving you out a little bit today as we've kind of gone deeper into this and we're rounding the corner. Any any final thoughts or things that have occurred to you as we've sat here that you'd like to share? Um, no. Well, let me ask you a specific question. <clears throat> and so, Tommy, I don't know how you're going to... Oh, no, <laughs> no. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, Lori is not only the administrative assistant and backbone of the care ministry, but she leads a group on our care night, uh, single and parenting. Um, it's been largely uh, attended by females, but there have been some males in there too, and, mm-hmm. and it's open to all. Um, talk a little bit about love in that context, because um, that's 
you know this from firsthand that, that that's a tough job. That's a struggle. Sometimes there's hurt feelings and, and things left over from broken relationships. Talk about in that context how you practice love as the leader, but also how you encourage your, your folks in love through that group. Um, when I think about and talk to, you know, these single people, um, especially the women, one of the biggest things about becoming single when maybe you didn't necessarily want that to happen is you feel alone. You feel like nobody sees you. Nobody knows what you go through. There's nobody there to, to you know, help you take care of life or take care of you and make things a little easier, and you just feel alone. And I think um, – I think a lot of times for these people is they just want to be seen. They want people to be aware, to wear, be aware of what they're going through and, you know, maybe lend a helping hand sometimes. Um, and it, it's really kind of neat to watch people when they, you know, they get divorced or they break up a, you know, long-term relationship is they, they kind of feel like they've lost their, their worth. That's where they had their identity because they were loved by um, someone deeply mm-hmm. that was committed. And then mm-hmm. when that's gone all of a sudden, you're like, well, I'm not even worthy of being loved, and you have to kind of redefine what that looks like. That's really good. I know, Tommy, you and I talk all the time about identity and identity mm-hmm. in Christ, and, Lord, you just made me think, you know, it all really comes back to that because we know that God is love. We know that Jesus mm-hmm. is Lord, which means Jesus is love. And if our identity is in Christ, then literally our identity is in love and being lovable right. because of, of the Lord. Well, I was going to say, too, like uh, as she was saying that, I was thinking about uh, a comment that uh, that you made, um, and, and we use it all the time in marriage ministry. It's that, uh, you know, the importance of, of finding your identity in Christ. And then uh, because, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm going to butcher this, so please forgive me, but it's basically getting at that, like, uh, another person won't complete you that they will complicate you and the difference yeah. it's yep. it's not addition but it's multiplication so yes yes uh, yep. so it's just uh you know in in i like that 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 visual that illustration of multiplication because it's uh it, it's not like you're adding a person to you to complete you you're actually multiplying um and in your uh exponentially increasing more challenges and so yep. and so yeah. when you come together as as a couple uh, uh it it's it, it's so important not to find your identity in because one, they're a sinful, broken person who will routinely let you down. I, I'm sure that there's at least a few things I need to already apologize to my wife about this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hurtful, truthful, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but it's, it's so important to find our identity in Christ first and, and find uh, that connection first. So I, I, I love your ministry and I love the fact that, that you uh, help, help uh, single parents, uh, especially women, you know, navigate through that and to to find their first love in Christ. Yeah, I think as we're as we're wrapping up, to leave our listeners with a, a final thought would be that the other thing about love is it moves us forward. Um, love doesn't leave us where we sit. Love meets people where they're at, while mm-hmm. at the same time encouraging health and healing. And I think that's why it's so important for us in care ministry to be be known for our love. Because we literally want you to walk in the door, whatever shape you're in. And we're going to meet you there, and we're going to love you there. But if we really care about you, if we really love you, we're not going to want you to stay there either. And we're going we're gonna to work as hard as we have to with you to get you to where God wants you to go. And I want to be real clear about that. Not where we want you to go, <laughs> yep. but where God wants you to go. And we want to we help facilitate that. 
And so if you're, again, you're a listener, you've never come on Monday nights at 6.30 to the to uh, the West Auditorium, we'd love to greet you there at the church. If you're a listener and you're across the ocean or you're just in a neighboring community and it's not feasible for you to be here on Monday night, reach out to your local church, go to your, your home church and you know, ask, can we do a care ministry or what is a way that I could work here to help people uh, feel loved and cared for? Or if you're struggling, you know, where can you get either Christian counseling or be a part of a group? Um, but it's important that we all uh, are loved and love others. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I, I like that uh, how, as we're wrapping up, you're talking about the people who are listening who aren't uh, around Southern Indiana. Uh, one thing I, I just I noticed recently that one of our uh, uh, growing populations of listeners is actually in China. Mm, that's uh, great. So, so yeah. So if you're listening to this in, in a different country, like, you know, we are just so honored uh, that, that you're able to tune in. And uh, and we, we want to say that we love you. Uh, we want to help come alongside you any way we can. Um, and that uh, that we, uh, we, we are so thankful that you're part of this ministry. Yeah. What an honor. Honored. And we'll be praying for you. Yeah. But as we get ready to wrap up, uh, you know, as a care ministry, we're reminded that prayer is primary. And uh, so, Tom, I just want to see if you'd mind praying us out. Oh, I love it. Yes, thank you. Well, Heavenly Father, um, today's topic especially just reminds us of who you are and how fortunate we are that um, that we exist uh, at your leisure, that you created us because you love and you want to love us and you want to be loved and be in relationship. And so, Lord, that's my prayer today, that everyone listening to this would know you intimately, that they would know you first and foremost as their Lord and Savior, but also as their father and friend, as uh, as the love that you are, Lord, that they would just be um, just just carried along by your love, and that Lord through that they would pour out love into their families and their communities and to the people in need. Lord, thank you for this team. Thank you that um, we get to have something called care ministry. That we have a church and a leadership that supports what we do and encourages it, allows us to have opportunities like creating a podcast and sharing with others. So, Lord, just bless all who are listening. Uh, Pray for a great rest of the week and weekend. We pray all of this, as always, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And to our listeners out there who are curling experts, (laughs) (laughs) we do love you, too. And Tom especially loves us. That's right. That's right. But don't forget to join us every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. to catch this episode or others on YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, Spotify, or Apple. You can also go to mynorsa.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.